DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God, I'm on the radio with Angela Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning. That's good. You guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass up. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hi, how's it going? Good morning. This is uh, Isaac out of uh, South Carolina. Hey, Isaac. Get Isaac, what's happening, King? Yo, what's up? Charlamagne, uh, Angela Yee, and uh, DJ MV. Just want to uh, get, uh, get it off my chest that I'm blessed. I had my son two days ago, first son. Congrats, brother. Uh, Congrats. Oh, congratulations, King. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's good out here. Uh, hey, thank you guys for putting me on, and uh, God bless all y'all. All righty. All right. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, everybody. It's your boy Chill, man. How y'all feeling today, man? Charlamagne. What's up, brother? How you, How you doing? Good morning, good morning, Angie. Good morning. Hey, Charlamagne, <laughs> I'm like you. I, I'm in the, I listen to Doctor Pippery rap. You know what I'm saying? I just yes, want. I just want to put out there this morning. I'm on my way to work this morning. First song I put on my shuffle. Since I hit shuffle, uh, two shorts getting it right. I'm coming into work, okay. banging that, and it just makes me think like this is a perfect time for us as a race. You know, to get out here and get it. You got people, you like the Emmys, showcasing black, you know what I'm saying, black actors and actresses and stuff like that. It's a shame that they didn't do this beforehand. It's like being out of dance in high school, I mean, middle school, you're not going to dance until you see somebody else dance. But we can be out here getting it. We should be out here getting it. There's no better time. Y'all like the way y'all get it. I'm out here getting it. Everybody else get it too. Let's get it. Hey man, hey, like Too right. Short said, you sh Too Short said you should be getting it, getting it while the getting is good, get it while you can. And Ice Cube did an Instagram live video yesterday, and he said the same thing. He was like, "Yo, we got a very short window. We got to get it while we can." There very, very short window, very short window. But um, I like what's going on at Whistle with authentic and it feels fabricated to a certain extent with big companies like Amazon and stuff like that. Y'all wasn't rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all wasn't been rocking with us, so but we out here getting it, man. I love y'all, man. I want y'all to have a great, productive week. All right, brother. Right. Thank you, man. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Shantae from Vegas by way of California. Hey, Shantae from Vegas. Get it off your chest. You know, I just want to first say that I so appreciate you guys. Like, I feel like I've grown with grown with you guys. Um, just listening to you guys over the years, and you guys are such a great example of just um, entrepreneurship and just business and just growing. Like, I just really want to thank you guys. But Charlamagne, are you there? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, I'm a therapist from uh, from Vegas. And I know that you didn't do this consciously, but you, you know, you talk about being in therapy, which I think is a beautiful thing. Um, but when you say that you don't seek out black therapists, I, I just want you to be a little bit more cautious about those words, especially for, you know, black, young black people listening who may be questioning and wanting to see a therapist. Like, I think it's great that, you know, we have black therapists that can help our community um, and that can really relate. You know, you guys have Snoop Dogg on there too, which which I'm so happy that, you know, people are discussing and talking about therapy. 
Um, but it, it just seems like you guys didn't have great experiences with with those black therapists. So I just want oh, to no, be no, a no. little bit more conscious. conscious. No, you're, you're right. But um, at, when, I, when I first started therapy, the reason I didn't want a black therapist is because I didn't want anybody to reinforce any um, prejudices or biases or, or narratives mm-hmm. I already had mm-hmm. in my head, mm-hmm. you know, in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, uh, the race, uh, white people. Because, you know, that is a primary source of our anxiety. But now I do want somebody who's a little bit more culturally competent. And I have been right. seeing somebody right. who's a lot more culturally competent. So okay. it is a, okay. a black a black woman. And, yes, but a few, and a few I, years and ago I'm when I first started. you say that. Yes, yes. Okay, awesome. Because really, when we're seeking out therapists, the best question to ask a therapist, honestly, and this is for everyone listening, ask your therapist, one question, are they in therapy? Like, all therapists need to be in therapy. And if you have mm-hmm. a therapist that's in therapy, that's a great indicator that no matter what race they are, they'll be, you know, competent in what they're doing because we can't be hypocrites out here expecting people, you know, to really get the help that they need and we're not getting it. So I just wanted to, oh, you know, 100%. bring that to your attention. So I'm glad that you clarified that. For me. That's just been on my test for a few weeks, especially after the Snoop Dogg interview. So... But again, I appreciate you guys what you're doing. Um, if you guys can check out Charlemagne, especially you, New Way Empowerment Center. We're really trying to change mental health, especially in the Black community. Um, so yeah, check us out. All right, New thank Way you, Mama. Empowerment Center. New Way Empowerment Center, yes, in Las Vegas. We're a Black-owned gotcha. therapy uh, company, um, and we really are just dedicated and passionate about helping not, I mean, everyone, but especially people in our community, Black community. All right. Well, thank you for checking in, Mama. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You too. You too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's me, Leticia. Hi, DJ Envy. Hey, Is. What up, Jar? Hey. Good morning. Queen. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Last time I called Charlemagne, you wasn't there, but I'm glad to hear your voice. So I had a question for you, Charlemagne. Um, yes, ma'am. Why are you always Why are you always yawning in the microphone like that? Like, why do you do that? Why do you do that? Yo, simple, like, yeah, simple, so, uh, simple answer. Simple uh-huh. answer. Don't tell me because I'm six, tired because I wake up early in the morning. Don't tell me that. Uh, duh, it's six something in the morning. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. On, you're not still yawning. Why? You're not still yawning, wiping cold out your eye at six something in the morning. So you want him to mute the mic when he yawns? Don't nobody want to hear all that? That's just, to me, that's like somebody yawning right next to me in my ear. I'm like, damn, Char, what are you doing right now? You're like, oh, yeah, because if you're... Uh, uh, I don't really know. Well, you're going to hate to know that I pass gas, too, sometimes. Not in my clothes, though. Oh, not yet. Yeah, yeah. you go to the bathroom and you pull your pants down, right? There all you right, go. Well, anyway, you know. thank you. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. Elijah yes. McClain, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor. Let's do That's it. right. There you go. Forever. Thank okay. you. I like that. Hello, who's I this? Yawn, I was just about to yawn before she said that, by the way. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Uh, my name is Adam. I'm calling from London. Hey, good morning. Peace, Adam. Uncle Charlotte. Yes, sir. My friend. Talk to me, King. Uh, I, see, <laughs> I see a few pictures on your Instagram of your your new beard. 
Looking good. Looking very my good. My new bid? <laughs> I'm trying to shoot a shot. Okay. <laughs> What's my like new bid? Oh, beard, 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 beard. Oh, oh, oh. You like his bid? What's that? Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm the founder of a Beard Gang members. Beard Gang in London? Beard Gang members. Check us out. Oh. Beard Gang members. Give, okay. give me some tips on the beard, man. I think I'm going to keep it, man. I, feel, I got, the, I got the little connection. comb for it. He asking for a tip. I'm, I'm I feel a connection. How should I groom it? Should I? What kind of oil should I put on it? Okay, so what we do, we specialize in hemp-based beard care products. I know you like your CBD, so this will yes, suit you. Um, hemp-based beard care. Honestly, it's the best thing I've ever used. Um, I created it, and now it's, it's taking off, and people are loving it. So I would love to send you some, if that's if that's Please. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. Get, get, yeah, Dan, I'm, I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to have Dan... Uh, Give you the address. I'm gonna text him the address. I want him to send it to. Yeah, man. Check check out our Instagram, Beard Gang Members. Um, our website is also www.beardgangmembers.com. All very simple. Um, All right, got brother. you, bro. Oh, what about my beard? You, man. <laughs> well, he wants to know about her, must, her mustache. Yeah, you don't like you, my beard. You know, you know well, well, uh, Angela, you know what's crazy? A lot of uh, women actually buy it for their partners. And they'll try it out. And a lot of women are leaving reviews saying they've used it on their roots and their edges. And it's, uh, it's improving their edges a lot um, on their eyes Ooh. as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should care about our beards too. And a lot of us can't help. get waxes right now. <laughs> I need help with my edges too, bro. And you my know what? Goodness. My dad's been using it on the top of his head where he's been losing hair and he said it's helped. Okay. I'm going to try that too. Well, thank you for checking I'm, in, bro. I'm serious. If I'm willing to put Monistat 7 on. in my head, I damn sure put a little hemp beard grease in there. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Shy. Hey, Shay, get it off your chest. No, it's Shy. Oh, Shy. Shy. Hi, Shy. Hi, Shy. Hey, Shy. Good morning. I hope you're Be Shy. Yes, Shy. I'm here, Shy. Leave me alone. I'm from California. There you go. Y'all opening back up in California. You going outside? I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to okay, stay there we my go. butt right at home. <laughs> well, get it off your chest, mama. What's up? Yeah, stop being shy. I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys. I listen to you guys all the time. Well, thank you, Shy. Well, thank you so much. That was sweet. Yeah, and um, I actually wanted to say something. Um, I haven't seen Steve uh, the Cameraman in a long time. We haven't um, seen him either. Either. I don't know if he got furloughed or fired. You yeah. missed Steve? Oh no. Nobody's in the office, so we you know we don't we don't see anybody from Revolt. Okay. So Charlemagne, you were talking about um the Brandy and Monica versus battle. Yes, yes ma'am. Brandy will win. You said Monica, but I think Brandy will win. But I wanted to tell Steve that I have love all over me for him. Wow. Did you, okay, Steve. Did you please send him a DM? I don't know if he's, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if he's alive. I haven't even seen him on Instagram or nothing. You know nothing. what? Okay, I, I feel bad I, about this, about Steve. So Steve called me twice, right? But I was on my Instagram live doing an interview, and so I had to send him right to voicemail, and I forgot about it until you brought it up just now, Shy. Damn it, man. Wow. Let's call okay. Steve. Check up on Steve. I feel bad. Yeah, I don't want to follow Steve because okay. it's probably so depressing. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, send, send him a DM. You got his DM? Give her, give her, give her the Instagram. Shy, send. Okay. Send it to me, Shy. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to call him later. Okay. 
Thank give Steve, you. Give, give her Steve's Instagram, man. That'll make Steve's day to get a DM. Steven uh, Pictures. Yeah, Steven. There you go. Steven Pictures. All right. He still has us in his bio. It says The Breakfast Club, 105.1. Shut up. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. He just turned 50 years old. Irv Gotti. Yes. Irv Old Man Gotti is on, is on the phone, but I feel renewed and refreshed and ready for the second run. Yes, second I saw you run, doing so a TikTok challenge for your 50th. You know what's messed up about that, though? I can, let's just talk about that because <laughs> I got over 100,000 views, like 2,000 comments. It totally went bananas, right? Mm-hmm. So my nieces and my newest sister Jackson's like, come on, you got to do it, you got to do it. So they didn't know I was going to throw up the middle finger. They thought I was going to do that shoulder or whatever to shake. So when I did it, they was like, ah, this is going to go viral. But I was like, once it happened and, and got all of I was like, I will post some really meaningful things, <laughs> right? That is no one can. meaningful. <laughs> and like, it, I feel important. And it will get nowhere near the yeah. amount of what I just did for TikTok. So right. I guess you know it's it's a young it's a young generational world. Like my old heads, though they felt me, they was like, yeah, yeah, that's it, that was it, right there. That's what I was doing. <laughs> now you got to do now, what's going on do the dance. No, 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 no. Her's not doing no dance. Grand opening, grand closing. That was, <laughs> that was it. I'm not a tic tac guy. I got a, I got tic tac, not tic tac. It's, it's tic tac. It's tic tac, Irv. Not tic tac. Tic tac. Oh, I said tic-tac, my bad, tic-tac. <laughs> now, you're back in the music. You're jumping back in full steam? I jumped back in, not just both feet, whole body. Because of this artist that God blessed me with. Just so y'all know, like, I wanted back in the music business maybe, like, 10 years ago. But y'all know me. I don't want to do, like, a regular artist or someone who I don't think could take over the world. I met the guy... My, my nephew, who's 22 years old, he called me and said, Uncle, I know you're looking, y'all. And, and I wanted a young guy because it's a young world. I didn't want an old, older rapper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think a new, older rapper could take over the world. Irv, who do you like from, like, right now, before we get into who your artist is? Because you're saying, like, the older generation doesn't really, it's like a divide. So for you, like, what artists, because I was watching the BET Awards yesterday and seeing, like, who was nominated? Who's winning awards? Who do you right. like from the younger generation? I, I love, I love Rowdy Rich. I think Travis Scott is a beast, and I like them all. I'm a different old head because I'm so into music, and I kind of understand artists and understand the new generation. Here's the one thing I don't like about the the new generation is they are flagrant with disrespect of the old generation. <laughs> Now, where's yeah, the artist would be from? Helpful where, where, too. where is he from? He's from Gary, Indiana. Now, let oh, me like Freddie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs, yeah. Freddie Gibbs. So, let me tell you about Gary, Indiana. Everyone who talks to me about Gary, Indiana is like, yo, it's the hood. You right, know? and that's where Michael Jackson's from, too. Yeah, now, of course, that's the flip side. The Jackson family mm-hmm. was raised in Gary, Indiana. They're, they said their house is like a fixture of Gary, Indiana. Now, I was going to ask, you know, 
with this new artist. So are you full-blown record label Irv Gotti? Is, is this bringing Murder, Inc. back, or is it just an artist you're dibbling yeah. and dabbling with? Like, what's the plans for, for, for Gotti? I am, I, I am Murder, Inc. till I die. So I, I'm not going to come back and change the thing. Like, I got a big company, Visionary Ideas, is the flag that I mm -hmm. go under for TV and film. It's not going to be Visionary Idea Records. It's going to be Murder, Inc. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm a different person now. Like, I'm also heavy TV and film. I have five TV series. I have Tales is coming back for season three once this COVID stuff ends and they allow me to shoot, ready to shoot. I got this other series that's a spinoff from season one called Trap Queens that's dope. It, it's amazing. That's coming out on BT. Got this other joint called The Operator. I don't know if y'all caught the HBO Doctor scheme with my man Christian Dawkins. It was about the college paper play. I got the series to that documentary on BET Plus. Uh, then I got the Click. Click is dope. It's like Entourage, but based on hip-hop and rappers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the rapper and the new young rapper's Entourage, and I call that the Click. Uh, that's on USA Network. And then I got a, a joint with Shaquille and Shawnee O'Neal called I Want to See You Less on TVS. I got five TV series, and then I got two movies. And I'm, I'm happy to announce that I told him we have to jail. I'm announcing on, on the Breakfast Club that I got a signed deal with Warner Brothers. You know you know me. I got a big mouth, right? So <laughs> yeah. I you can't spill the beans. Like, they'd be like, yo, don't, don't say it. So it's signed. You're talking too soon. But I'm like, it's done. All right, we got more with Irv Gotti. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Irv Gotti. And what's the relationship with everybody in, in the eight now? Is every, have you spoke to him? I know why you didn't speak to some of the members. Uh, did you speak to any, everybody? So when, when y'all do this documentary, you could get, uh, I know you speak to Ja. I know you speak to, you spoke to Lloyd. Now, what about Ashanti and everybody else? I wish Ashanti all of the love and the best of thing in the universe and the world, but the direction that I'm going in now with my young boy, really the only people rule is to the casket drops. But that's me and Black Child too. So it's me, Rule, Black Child, JT, and my girl my girl Jordan. I got a a, a white female rapper who's hot. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's that's murder rick to me and moving forward you know i still bang with boogie bird i still bang with uh fitted circle they got their deals with 300 but my whole total focus and energy right now is snf jt gotcha. a young boy from gary and i'm i'm doing that because i know if i could get him to reach the heights of this hip-hop culture in this world i know for a fact that he could spearhead the whole resurgence of murder rate. And he's gotcha. that talented. Yo, this guy writes hit records in 15, 20 minutes. Well, you going to play something, MB? Yeah, yeah, we're going we gonna to play a joint. I, before we play this joint, I got one last question. When you, you play like the joint and everyone, when he plays the joint, he's going to play Ride or Die. Ride or Die was one of the records that he made when he first got to the studio after I was introduced to him by my new assistant, Jackson, and my nephew, Juwan, and he did five records in like a couple hours. Wow. And Ride or Die was one of those records. Before we play Ride or Die, question. Uh -huh. Do you think the industry now is too hard on anything Ja Rule does? And the reason I say that is 
You know, Ja Rule shot that commercial, I guess, for a TV show. And people were like, oh, my gosh, Ja Rule's doing a Ja Rule commercial. Then <laughs> he was performing out in the show. Oh, my gosh, he performed for five people. Do you think, like, enough, enough, like, leave Ja alone? Like, they tough on Ja. I think because of the, the beef with, with that guy, I think it's just something that until we have overwhelming success. And in Me Too, I get a little bit, not as much as Ja, mm-hmm. that they question me. And they think I'm whack. Oh, you're whack. And he, he kills and destroys your career. And I just be like, okay, okay. Right? So I think because of the situation, it's a unique situation. And that's what keeps the negativity and the bull going. But I noticed something. I noticed something this time. And I noticed a change in the comments when they was trying to go in on him for the commercial. And people was... Like, yo, what are you talking about? He's making money. He did a commercial. And it's, he didn't even do a commercial. It was part of the TV series that he has on TBS. But I think out of context, yeah. people didn't know what it was. It just looked like it was a commercial. It wasn't no context Because yeah, when I first it. seen it, I was like, this looked crazy. Because it, it, cra- it, yeah, look sh- it didn't even look shot right. Exactly. He didn't even pronounce the names right. <laughs> he was hey, like- hey, but you know what's crazy? He's going to win the TV. The con- it's a bunch of celebrities. Because that thing went so viral. It yeah, it did. So, yeah. so that's why I rule, if you see the first post that he posted, he was thanking the dude, yo. Like, yo, good looking. You know? He's for the marketing, he right. He blew it up. Mm-hmm. He blew it up, and it worked out great for, for Rule because that's what the commercial needed exposure. It got monster exposure for no money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it worked for him, and it, it, it worked out well, you know? Even what? the other thing is when he was doing this, the thing, really, that was for his man. You know what I'm saying? But gotcha. he, he parlayed it because Ja has a company, Icon. And mm-hmm. Icon books people for any type of shows. So let's introduce that's, this record. That's why, that's why even going back to, to my man JT, it's mm-hmm. crazy because I, I say it's God's plan because God propped him up. But then God also, with this pandemic, gave me the time to make... You know, I, I got two albums on me. That's right. Like we in the studio and he makes records so fast. And I I had an accumulation of music that I wasn't giving to people. I'm going to tell you I'm now here on The Breakfast Club that once he breaks and like he's popping and radio and everything, mm-hmm. you're going to hear a hit record from JT for the next seven to ten years. I got enough music right now for three years of hits. Irv, we appreciate you for checking in, brother. I'm a complete black-owned business. Support black-owned business. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My God. <laughs> Hi, Irv Gotti. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we opened up the phone lines. We're asking if you know somebody's a Trump supporter. Do you, um, how do you feel about that? Do you still mess with them? Um, I think it depends on what it is. I can't see myself being cool with somebody who I know would support somebody that's, you know, supports white supremacy and doesn't denounce it and has done harmful things to the black community. So that makes it difficult for me to understand why you would think that person is a good person and support. Now, I can't tell anybody who to vote for, but if you're very vocal in that, I think that would probably lead to a lot of arguments. You know, but I I was talking to my daughter about this the other day. But, you know, a lot of people voted for Trump for different reasons, not necessarily because of of his of how he feels, but because of his policies. Like they feel that Trump will cut taxes for people. So that's why they voted for him. They feel like Trump will um, do things like uh, 
support the NRA and maybe they're a gun supporter or they think that uh, Trump will give us uh, rebates and if you have businesses in the U.S. So people vote for Trump for different reasons. You know, well, it's, it's just forward, what, reason, I what reason do you do, you know? I understand before he was president, you might have thought maybe been more optimistic, but now seeing what has happened moving forward, are you saying I would vote for him again is a whole nother story. Yeah, that is true. And like I tell her, some people vote for their own personal reasons. For me, I vote for, really, I'll be honest with you, I vote for my community. I want to see my community do better. Right now you we're know, in a yeah. crisis. Yeah, yeah, of course. Me getting tax cuts and tax breaks and all that stuff for my business would be great. But how does that benefit my community? It doesn't benefit my community. I need my community to, to be benefited. And if that doesn't benefit my community, then I, I don't need it, you know, so. We just see so um, many racist people feeling empowered right now. And we see how divisive things have been and we see no true leadership. And right. so I think that makes it really difficult to even justify how you can say, well, I get some tax breaks. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. And every time I see a Trump flag, it irks me. It, it like really makes me upset. And I don't know why. And of course, everybody has their right to vote for whoever they want to vote for. They have the right to put whatever flag they want in their yard. But every time I see that that flag, it makes me feel white supremacy. Every time I see it, that's how I feel. That's that's the the taste I have in my mouth. And, and I really dislike it. But let's go to the phone lines. We just know what type of person you are then. That's all. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. Now, let me ask you a question. If you know somebody's a Trump supporter, how do you feel about them as a person? So, at first, it wasn't a problem with me. Like, I was like, okay, whatever. They can support whoever they want to. Until right. the whole Black Lives Matter thing came about with um, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So, I watched him on Facebook, said nothing, said nothing. Soon as Trump get on there and do his whole law and order, they got so much to say. And it's like, yeah, we support the protesters, but it's no but. Like, Come on. But before, right. quiet as a mouse. Wouldn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm, he's I'm over here support. He, he wants to keep these monuments and statues up of people who were white supremacists and racist and, I don't, and oppressive. I don't even understand how as a human being right now you can't say, you know what? He's right. Let's make like, this. Mm-hmm. You, you like Black Lives Matter, but it's no but at this point. Like. All lives yeah. can't matter until Black Lives Matter. Point blank, period. Yeah, I, I you know, people that support Trump, it's just, I, I just, I just don't necessarily want to, you know, want you in my circle. That, that, that's my honest truth. And yeah, you have the right to, to support who you want to support and put whatever flag you want to put on there. But when I see the way that he treats our people, talks to our people, he retweeted somebody that said white supremacy. And like he says and does wow-ish. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is Malcolm out of VA, man. I just want to say good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Angelina. I listen to y'all every day. I'm from New York, Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Brooklyn. Um, so just, we're asking, yeah, if, you, if you know a, 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 a Donald Trump supporter, how, how do you feel about them as a person? Well, I'll be honest with you now. You know what I'm saying? This is a good friend of mine I've known for years. I mean, I watch his kids. He's watched my kids. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say, we, we have a big difference when it comes to political opinions, but we still respect each other's values. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like I tell him, I said, I, uh, I'm i not big on Trump. You know, I ever since, take care, man, ever since uh, Central Park uh, issue, I was like, Central Park Five. I can't, I can't respect him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't respect him because, you know, at the end of the day, he, he you know, contaminated a whole jury pool boys weren't able to get a fair trial. Correct. You know, right. So, and he, he can't even own up to that to this day. He can't even just say, you know what? Day, he won't own up to it. He won't own up to it right. at all. 
You know, so first of all, I want to say I'm an essential worker. So I, I've seen that the worst people I've had to deliver to for Amazon, to me, have been Trump supporters. Mm. Everybody else on the average, I stop by, they say, I thank you. You know, we appreciate you. You know, everything. But every time I stopped at a house that has a Trump flag in front of it, they always give me a nasty look. Right. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I don't even want to have to deliver this to you. I'll you. you take it back. You won't get it for another couple of days. Well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And let me All tell right. you something. I will say this. Like, you, as bro. Trump supporters are coming at me and going hard on social media, I enjoy it. I'm like, please, be mad. And I'm, I think for me, as long as I feel like I'm on the right side of things and I'm moving with how I feel in my heart, and if you have a problem with that, then I welcome. I'm happy. I'm happy we're not on the same side. I'm happy we don't agree. I'm cool yeah, with that. Too. I'm great with it. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, it's Millions. How you doing? What's going on? We're talking about Donald Trump. If you know somebody's a Donald Trump supporter, how do you feel about him? Man, I don't, I don't feel no type of way about him. I, I think that that's what they want to support. That's what they want to support. Mm -hmm. So you could marry somebody you would say who was a Trump supporter or be just best friends? I mean, why not? We, we marry people every day that hate our friends. Hate our friends. Why not? I'm just, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say I marry people that hate, hate my friends, you know. Um, but for somebody like Donald Trump that I feel right, that's really kind of like, a red flag, right? Yeah, doesn't, doesn't like my community and, and some of the racist things he said and some of the agendas he pushed. You know, kind of makes me feel a little funny. Don't you? Don't you agree? I, I don't agree. I mean, I don't agree. People say things. You know what's funny? That 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 amazed me. Us mm -hmm. African-Americans say the most hateful things against some people. And for a person to say something that I, 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 can't, I can't even take his words out of context unless I heard him say it. Like what? So, like the fact yeah. that he retweeted the, the guy saying uh, white supremacy? How, how was that taken out of context? White power. I mean, people, people say things every day that don't mean they're racist. They don't mean, they don't mean they're racist. So if, you say, so if you say racist things, it doesn't make you racist? It was that racist or was it a feeling of being thinking he's racist? That's the so what makes someone what makes someone a, what makes someone a racist to you? I, I mean, the question is, would I feel a certain way if a person support Trump? It's not about what I think is racist. I just I would if a person support Trump, that's their that's their that's their thing. I don't okay. have to support Trump. I'm not gonna look at them different because they support Trump. Okay, all right, I, that's your opinion. That's it. All right. Well, thank you, brother. Uh, I mean, it's just the way that I think. What's the, what's the moral of the story, Easy. The moral of the story is it's easy to say do you, except when doing you affects us in such a negative way. And we've been seeing that happening so much right now with uh, police brutality, with all of the hate that's going around, with all these Karens feeling empowered to call the police, thinking that people will get arrested. We're seeing what happens when people do call the police for no reason on black people. We're seeing all the divisiveness in the country. It's hard to say do you. Yeah, I can't. It, it just makes me feel funny just to see what, what Trump says, what he does, how he feels about my people to uh, support somebody or, or want to be around somebody that supports that. Me personally, I just can't. And you know what? I have the right to. I, I don't need you around me. I don't want you around me. That's just the way that I feel. But anyway, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. He uh, came on The Breakfast Club numerous times, and 
We wanted to get this back on today when he talked about Black Panther. He came up here and talked about all the great things that he's doing. Check it out. What's happening, my brother? Everything is great. Pressure's on, man. You think so? Is I mean, it really? it's, it's it good pressure, good. though. Yeah. It's good pressure. And, you know, I, I remember reading one time that you said you skipped the Civil War premiere because it felt too big. So if Civil War felt too big, how did you get used to this? It was, you know what? It was, I had to, I had to work my way into it. Mm -hmm. I had to work my way into it. And, um, you know, when you go to those Marvel premieres, the ones in L.A., they take up blocks and blocks and blocks. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sit this out mm -hmm. this time. Uh, I went to Age of Ultron. You know, I saw what it was like. I went to uh, Doctor Strange. And so I think it, it got me to the place where I was like, I'm ready for mine now. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. So and I'm I would, sure Marvel would be disappointed if you didn't show up. To my own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like, um, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, ours was festive, too. Ours was, it was an amazing experience. You know, we had, you know, everybody was, was, was dressed to the nines and their, and their African gear and we, we all have drums. Instagrams. We it, saw it. Was it. Beautiful, man. It was beautiful, man. It's beautiful. You suffer from anxiety? Anxiety about what? Just in general, like like just about I, life. I, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm having a good. It's a good time. You, you know, four years ago we had you up here and I asked you if you were playing Black Panther <laughs> and you had the worst poker face known to man. And now I didn't I look, know. I didn't know. I didn't come know on. at that point in time that I had no idea the events that led to this. <laughs> You know, you I I give what I do is I give you credit for being prophetic about it. Okay. You, okay. Yeah, you heard it first. You give are, me my credit. I like my credit. You are Charlemagne the guy, right? <laughs> you Charlemagne the guy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Claim it. Claim it. You know, it's been a couple. It's been a couple of people that that predicted it. So I I, I say you one of them. There you go. How long did you have to keep it a secret when you found out? It was like two and a half months. That's a long time to it not was, be able to. It was yeah yeah. It was two and a half months. Like my mama didn't know. Wow. Really? Nobody knew. Because your mom probably would have told everybody. Yeah. Like, you know what? It, <laughs> well, how the hell did I find out? What do you mean, how did you find out? I'm trying to think, how did I, what I didn't find out, you but I kind of knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he I, wants to go back you to You Charlamagne the guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think, where did I see yeah. that? Oh, I don't remember. You know before other people know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Before Chadwick knew. Yeah, we knew before I knew. <laughs> That's amazing. What made you want to commit to that character? To Panther? Yeah. The funny thing is, when you said it, it wasn't something that, that that was outside of of uh, you know my scope. It was something that I had been thinking about for a few years. I had a few incidents that they led me to to the back to the comic book. You know, it was a, a cross a Shikana in uh, Peru that has you know the condor. Uh, it has the puma and um, and a serpent on it, and so that that you know the puma is a black panther. So you're there in Machu Picchu which is sort of a lost city. And it reminded me of Wakanda. It reminded me of the idea mm -hmm. of Wakanda. Um, it's been very, various, different, various different trips that I took that, that made me think of Wakanda. So I had notes written about what a Black Panther movie would be like even before I was cast. Wow. So when you said it, it was like, you know what? That would be good yeah. if that happened one day. This is, I think this is one of those really, really special um, moments you know, in in history and art where things just sort of come come together in a way that you can't explain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw you say that Black Panther is a, is a cultural moment. I think your exact quote was, we're not remembering breaking the color barrier or how funk was created, but we are living this. Can you elaborate on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, this is... I hesitated to say this before we got here because we didn't know whether we had a good movie. We didn't know how people were going to respond to it. Um, but just seeing how people have 
bought out theaters, you know, before they've ever seen it. They, they haven't even seen what the movie is. You've seen it. Saw it last night. Yeah. yeah. They haven't even seen what the movie is. And they're, and in some ways, when, when you're seeing, like, the Black Panther Challenge, which uh, Fred T. Joseph started, uh, it, they're living up to some of the ideas of the movie when they do that. Mm-hmm. That's historic. Yeah. You know, this is history being created. In those other movies I was doing... You know, I, we were remembering the past. Mm-hmm. You know, we were that we were we were looking back at history. This is you know a very very present moment that takes us into what could be a you know a different future. That was history recreated, and I do love all the roles you played. It seems like you've been really great at picking these really impactful movies to play in. Some of it I picked, and some of it, you know, some of it, you know, was. I liked it. Listen, <laughs> I really liked the Thurgood Marshall Thurgood movie because I honestly didn't know a lot about Thurgood Marshall until I saw that. Right. You know, James, James Brown. Brown was yeah. great. Jackie Robinson, Forty Two. Yeah. Why does Hollywood think all black people look like Chadwick Boseman? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they, think, don't. they don't think we all look alike. They, they think we all look like you. They don't. They don't. <laughs> that's that's funny. I've, I had so many um so many biopics after Forty Two to, to to come at me. You know, so many scripts that, like, if I told you all the different ones, <laughs> I mean, hundreds of people. And so uh, it just so happens that those are the ones that resonated. You know, those were the ones that, that, that you know, I refused and wouldn't go away. You know, Thurgood Marshall's son, John Marshall, actually wrote me a letter that convinced me to, to play Thurgood Marshall because wow. I because I, I didn't want to do it because I was like I was like he's way too light skinned I can't play him <laughs> you know like like nowhere in the world I could do that <laughs> what famous black men have you turned down <laughs> not like that don't just take that <laughs> yeah let me rephrase that what roles of famous black men have you turned I down I, I don't want to say I don't want to say all of them you right. know what I'm saying because. Uh, what would you give us one it, big one? Well, let me just tell you why. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of one that I can't say. While I while I say why I won't say most of them because you you never know as an actor who's going to end up playing something that you turn down. Right. Got you. And so you don't want to say, well, that would they gave it to me first. You know what I'm saying? You got my sloppy seconds. You know, you, you yeah, never want to you never want to do that um, because I think it always ends up with the person that's supposed to end up with. Um, but uh, one of them, I'm trying to think of something that had various different versions of. Uh, there's a Sam Cooke, been these Sam Cooke movies. Like, so one of them was it was one of those versions. Got you, got you, got you. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a few characters that a few. Any Lifetime movies? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they ask you to do a lifetime movie? That must yes. be early, early yes. on. Yes, well, people come with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, no, no. No, people come, they shoot their shot. You know what I'm saying? People come <laughs> Why with not, everything. Right? It could happen. Yeah, they come with everything. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasures? Like things that you watch that you're like, damn. Oh, man. Uh, I'm looking at my publicist and shit. I like, said, what's must see TV for you? Uh, there's but, no, there's, there's, honestly, there's no must see. But, but there, there are times when. You know, it's so much going on that I need. You need that mindless, you know, sound. That mindless, and I'm not. That's, that's no disrespect to the shows. So you turn I, VH1 on. Yeah, I turn VH1 <laughs> on. I turn Bravo on. <laughs> okay. He's like, you're like, you're like, what are you like? What is what is Mimi doing? What is what is, what, is, what are they doing? Oh you know, my gosh. you have to, um, you know, you have to have some. You look at Black Ink or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to have some, some of that sometimes. Right. You know? All right, we got more with Chadwick Boseman. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. 
we gotta send a rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Now Chadwick has been on the show numerous times, but we want to flash back today when he came to talk about Black Panthers and a lot of the other things he was doing. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Would you consider Black Panther a black film? Yes and no. Okay. I mean, it's a lot of black people in it. Yes. And, you know, there's a conversation in this movie that is an in-house conversation. It's a conversation that can, that can only happen if you are on one continent or the other. You mm. know, if, if you, if you, I shouldn't even say that. You, you have to be part of the diaspora. And so as an African-American, um, there's, there's a conversation that you're having with the continent as you watch this movie. The continent is having a conversation with you as a debate that has probably never happened in a movie on this stage. Ever. I know exactly the scene you're talking about. Yeah, it's 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 never happened. And so in that conversation will people will be talking about that, I think, you know, even after the movie is over. And so it's definitely a black film because that conversation is is happening um without regard for white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. white people are privy to it. Like, they, Let's they, call them colonizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, don't, don't give anything away. Okay. Don't give anything. No, that needs to, that needs to be. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's 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 happening, and everybody's able to enjoy it because it's so specific, um, of a question. So it definitely is a black film. But what I believe truly, um, and it's sort of a Tolstoy, um, idea is that that uh. The more specific you are in your art- artistry, the more universal they become. Yeah. Like so, the more I go into into a, like a particular culture, which is what we tried to do because we didn't want to do like a generalized Africa. You know, you needed to be able to pull from, you know, the whole continent in order to create this fictitious African nation. And so they're very very real concepts and rituals and, and ideas and like even in the design. You know, if you see the the skyscrapers in the movie, those are are um, actual you know architectural um, uh, you know images that you mm-hmm. see in Africa, and so we wanted to pull from real things. I, I think when you do that, people recognize things as being real and they can identify with it more. So that's why you see people from all over the world. And like we were in Korea, and people were coming in wearing their own traditional. Um, a guard, yeah, and just to greet us, you know, that's that's how they felt about the movie because they saw us doing the same thing. Now, for someone who's not knowledgeable like myself about Marvel, Black Panther, is this a movie? When I go see it, I'll be able to know what's going on, what's Easy. happening, without having the background. Yeah, the exposition is is clear. Okay, you know, I think within the first five minutes, you have the background of what Wakanda is, and and even. How it relates to the last to the last movie, it connects to Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, you you met my character in Civil in, in, in Captain America Civil War, so I think all the exposition is very clear. You know, and, and um, I don't I'm think sure there's a lost. lot of people going to see this that might have never gone to see a Marvel movie before. You think? Yeah, there will there will be some people. You know, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Because this makes people go back and say, okay, let me see what I missed before this. Just don't yeah. treat it like a sports game. You know, you be watching sports with somebody who don't watch sports and they be like, what's that? What yeah. is that? Did he just call a yeah, touchdown? No, you won't do that. You won't do that. You won't do that. <laughs> like, the, I think the opening of the movie is very smart in the way that it it um, it, 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 it keeps everything enclosed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't, you don't need to have prior information. How many times have you seen the movie at this point? 
I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, it, did it exceed your expectations? That's, com- that, that's complicated. Yeah, it lives up. It lives up to it. It's different. It's different. It's different for me because, you know, as as an actor, you always go in. You know, you know how many takes you did of this scene. Uh, how many takes you? What they? You know what they chose and what they didn't choose. So you're trying to deal with, you know, the movie that 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 you shot versus versus the movie that ends up on the screen. The first few times you mm-hmm. see it. So. Um, I, overall, I'm very, very happy with with what we've done. Right. But then there's a there's a, a part of me that is that is always going to be critical, always analyzing the process, and so that you could so that the next time you do it, you know you have a, a more of a of a of a way you want to tackle it. But that's that's just you know the strategy of doing anything. You always you're, you're thinking of new ways you're going to do what you do. So Absolutely, everybody is. But but you can still be happy with with the final project. I want to thank you for confirming that there is a sequel too, because you said the next time. Um, the next time, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I didn't confirm that. I didn't confirm. And that. I want to go back to what you talked about with a black film, because you said yes and no. What what makes a film a black film? It's like you know when somebody is is authentic. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's part of what what I'm talking about here. Like Ryan Coogler is very authentic. Absolutely. You know he he makes films. Um, because they, he connects with them, and and there is, you know, he I think he found his stamp um, and put it on this film, and he's very clear about his position. I think in his his journey in this film in trying to connect to Africa, you know, and Oakland, and and Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he finds a way to put Oakland in everything. Yeah, salute to Ryan. I hesitate sometimes when people say it's black. And because they feel like that's a limitation, a lot of people feel that way. I don't feel like that's a limitation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it could be a black film and also just be a good film. You know, it could just be a film at the same time. Um, this is just a film, and it's authentic, authentically black. Yeah, because the the little bit of negativity that I'm seeing from people is, oh, but it's a it's a black cast, but they're just using black people to make uh, the white people at Disney all of this money. Honestly, who cares? Or mm-hmm. at the exactly. end of, at the end of the day, filmmaking is it's it's it is a commercial art. You know, if you don't make art when you make when you make movies, if you don't make money when you make movies, then you can't make movies. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. So and this kind of sets the precedent because it shows the value of having black people play these lead roles. Black and, director. Yeah. And, and then, all of that. And now that's like, okay, we gotta do more of this. I'm assuming that the person you're talking about who said that was black. Yes. Yeah. Of course. You gotta be careful of being racist against yourself. Right? Because a lot of times people see the name on the outside of a building and they make it they make the assumption that there's a bunch of white people sitting around the table. Mm. Right? They don't they haven't been in the building. Mm. So they don't know who's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't yeah, know yeah. that one of the 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 the, the shot callers, that one of the, the head producers Great point. At, at 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 Marvel is black. Great they don't point. know they don't know Nate Moore. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So if you don't know who behind who's behind the walls, you can't make an assumption that <laughs> that the person calling the shots is they don't know that one of the head producers is a woman yeah. you know that it's Victoria like it's 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 one of the things that you know being racist against yourself and saying oh they 
You don't know who they is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. This is all about the people, you know. It's not about the names on the studios. You can't make assumptions about things because it it, it just... <laughs> I'm done. Nah, yeah, I yeah, get I'm what you're saying. I, one, one last thing on that. What do you think of this petition that's going around that wants to get, they're trying to get Marvel to give 25% of proceeds from Black Panther to the black community? <laughs> this is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I think about it. You know, sometimes when you make art, you've already given what you're supposed to get. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel about it, you know. They can't um, do that and... Um, they have overhead that they have to cover. Yeah, everybody has overhead. E- even if you're not a business, you got overhead. Well, and so, so in order for them to continue to make movies, you know, they have to make money off of it. The way I explained it is, Ryan is going to continue after this to be one. He's going to be one of the biggest, biggest directors, if not biggest director in Hollywood. Right. He's going to continue to empower black people. You're going to continue to empower black yeah, people. Michael Jordan's going to continue to empower yeah. black people. Lapita. So that's 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 the win. That's the win. That's the win. It's one of those things where. People have to understand how business works. And, you know, I didn't even do a GoFundMe in South Carolina. I just, you know, bought it. Yeah, like I didn't ask nobody else to do it. I have the power to do that because I'm doing this film, so I get to give back. I don't have to ask Marvel to give back. All right. You know? All right, we have more with Chadwick Boseman. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. People around the world are mourning the loss of actor Chadwick Boseman. Invest in the importance of this moment. The 43-year-old died after privately battling colon cancer. Savor the taste of your triumphs. Chadwick Boseman was just 43 years old. He, of course, starred in Black Panther. I am not king of old people. I am king of Wakanda. Chadwick Boseman rose to fame playing American icons. Other roles included Jackie Robinson. You want a player who doesn't have the guts to fight back? James Brown. If it sounds good and it feels good, then it's musical. Thurgood Marshall. The NAACP were not like most lawyers. Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. We was the very first people that died for this red, white, and blue. Chadwick was a visionary, a true hero, and someone that is the definition of a role model. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. People asking me if I want to run for president. That's because I play a world leader in the movie. They think I want to be the leader of the free world. Why would I go from being a serious actor to doing reality TV? I father, I Brooklyn Dodger them. I Jack, I Rob, I Sin. Oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Except when I run base, I dodge the pen. Chadwick, you said that it's an awesome responsibility to play Jackie Robinson. Explain. There were a lot of people who viewed him as a hero that know him very well, and they would be let down if I didn't live up to those expectations. Really just concentrated on the family as just pleasing them. If if there's anybody you should seek approval from, it's from them. Maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42. That way they won't tell us apart. I love you, Chadwick. Wakanda forever. Chadwick allowed little black boys and black girls to see themselves as kings, as queens, as superheroes. He is a true cultural icon. Look down over what you conquered and appreciate what God has brought you through. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Press on with pride, with purpose. God bless you. I love you forever. Rest in power. 
Chadwick Boseman. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Chadwick Boseman in the building. Charlemagne? So in real life, who would you have agree with more, T'Challa or Killmonger? Well, as an African-American, I connect with Killmonger. Um, That's how I feel, too. Yeah. I don't I, like the way he treated people, but... Yeah, yeah. As an African-American, I, 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 I have both sides because I have a huge family. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of the traits of T'Challa, but as African-Americans, we've been severed from our past. We've been severed from the continent in a way where we're reaching for a connection to it. So he has the, he has the market, the markations on his body, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have like a real ritual connection to those demarcations. He, he made it into something else. And so I think we're all searching for things because we're looking for those rites of passages that 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 have been left behind. T'Challa has a tradition, and um, he has a, a connection to his ancestors that I long for. Mm-hmm. I long for that, and um, I feel like Killmonger long. They're two sides of the same coin. Yeah. But as an African American, you're always gonna feel like until you make that connection that that there's a disconnect there. What I did is I took a DNA test. Me too. Yeah. So, so where you from? <laughs> I'm, from I'm 97% uh, East African. West African. No, see, that's the wrong test. You took Ancestry.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a- African Ancestry. What's the difference? So African Ancestry could tell you the specific um, ethnic group that you come from. Mm. So if you just know the country, that's still the European borders. To a certain degree. Gotcha. Yeah. But if you know that you're Yoruba from Nigeria, then you can now now you can you can pinpoint specific customs and rituals Got you. that that are part of your past. I need to do that. Because it told me I was 97% West African, which made sense because you know if you go to Charleston, they're building a, a African American arts museum on this plot of land, and that plot of land was the dock that like 60-something percent of all slaves in America came 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 through. Right. Yeah, so that makes sense. And then they said if you look, I mean, it sounds crazy, like Sarah Palin looking at a Russian from Alaska, but if you look straight, <laughs> you can see from Charleston, it's a straight path to West Africa. Right. That's what right. they say. Yeah, that, it was one of the direct stops along the way. So now, what would it take for black people to build their own Wakanda? I feel like Wakanda is, is, a, is an idea that is very real. I mean, in terms of, you know, I, I think... There should be a connection to technology and math <clears throat> when people see this movie. Um, I think people are going to be inspired mm-hmm. by by Cherie's character, and um, you know I think people will will be inspired by you know a connection to to tradition in a way that has hasn't happened. You know, I don't really know what's going to happen after people see this movie, mm-hmm. um, but but hopefully people will begin to look like if they do that DNA test. In other words, and find where they're specifically from, mm-hmm. and make those connections. That's gonna be a path in and of itself. Absolutely. So you can, you can, each person can find their own Wakanda um, based upon the things that they do after this movie. But it's it's kind of up to you. Did this movie change your life after you filmed it? Like take some pieces of things that you learned while you were doing it, or from acting that you're it, like, I'm a different person in some ways now. Every movie does. There's a little bit of James Brown still left. Yeah, you're a better dancer then now. I'm sure. a better dancer now, but even more than that, <laughs> probably a better business person now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a little bit of Jackie Robinson, a little, a little bit of, a little bit of Thurgood Marshall. Um, so it's always gonna be 
um, something from a movie that you take with you. But this is one that I'm still, that's a character I'm still working on, mm-hmm. you know? So it remains to be seen what all the things will be. It's kind of it for you, bro. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, what do you do after hey, don't Black say, Panther? Don't I'm say it like saying. that. I mean, I don't mean it like that. But you got a five. <laughs> Your career's done. No, no, you got, you got a five film deal. And this is a big character. Like, this is, this is like a, a iconic character that we haven't seen in our generation in a long time. Like, where do you go from here? You like, got you got to do something smaller. <laughs> Independent film. <laughs> you got you do. You, you you have to do something smaller. You have to do something that that is that is uh, exactly independent film. Something that you wrote, directed, and starred in. No, no, not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily that. But I think you have to do something smaller. You know, you have to do something that gets you back to, you know, just the the ground floor of what acting is. What about theater? Back could be theater. a play. T- could be a play too. I'm not, 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 I'm not saying that I won't do another blockbuster movie, <laughs> you know. You definitely want to find those smaller movies that you can do to sort of balance out, you know, the bigger ones. Right. Do you think that they will explore the relationship between Storm and uh, T'Challa at some point in the future? Mm. I don't know. Especially with everybody merging now, Fox and Disney and all that other good stuff? Let me tell you, let me tell you the reason, like, there's a few reasons why I can't answer that. But Lupita is going to kill me if if we don't end up together in in the movie, mm-hmm. so, gotcha, she gotcha. she she literally told me she <laughs> she was like if they try to bring Storm in this she was like <laughs> she was like I'm gonna turn into a villain. Wow. So, so, so yeah. Cause Black Panther and Storm were married in the comics. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah I, I have no way of knowing what they're gonna do. Yeah. Right. What do you want people to take from Black Panther, man? I, I hope people are proud when they finish watching the movie. That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah, just you know, if you if, if people if people walk out of that movie and they're proud, everything else will take care of itself. And, and I think um, you're gonna get what you bring. Like this is one of those movies where you get what you bring, but at the same time, I think there's a certain amount of pride you. You should have um, from just just the exploration uh, within this, the questions that are asked and the debate, um, you know, and even just the way it's we're depicted. But but I think it's really the debate that actually happens. I think you should. I hope people feel proud that 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 happened um, on this stage. Yeah, I think it adds to the conversation of, of black pride. You know what I mean? Because you know, I called my book Black Privilege because I said it's a privilege to be black, and Which I, feel I, like love. Black, I love, black, I love, I love. By the way, yeah, thank you. And I feel like Black Panther is adding to that. Like, yo, this is how dope we could be. Mm-hmm. You know, and even how dope we are. How it's dope how, we it's, are. It's how yeah. dope we are. It's 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 fantasy, but it's but it's actually not. You know, it's 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 who we are. It's who we always have been. It, it, there have been African empires, and so. Um, African civilization, and so it's not—it's not a thing that we're just making up. It's—it's it's just an amalgamation um, put inside this this fictitious world. And great for kids to see those representations of themselves yes. on the big screen. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, uh, Chadwick has to go because yes. you know he's he is busy. promoting the, uh, <laughs> a movie that's about to make well over a billion dollars, <laughs> and then he's gonna have to change his number. You know what I mean? Oh, man. And nobody in Anderson will be able to reach him no. but his mama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chadwick Boseman, y'all. Lord y'all gonna see mercy. Black Panther this weekend. It's the Breakfast Club. It's gonna be a donkey because right now you want some real donkey. donkey, 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 donkey. donkey.
It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the day goes to the Washington football team. I say Washington football team with a question mark. I know when you heard me say that, you said, what is the Washington football team? Now, I looked it up this morning. Washington, D.C. is home to 22 flag football teams that play under the D.C. Gay Flag Football League. Uh, the D.C. defenders of the XFL began playing in February in D.C. But we all know the most famous football team in D.C. is the team formerly known as the Redskins, the fifth most valuable franchise in the NFL, now known as strictly Washington football team. Uh, you can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to Fox Business News for the report, please. The most boring name in the history of sports. It will tell you that ESPN is reporting that effective immediately, Washington, D.C.'s NFL franchise is going to be calling itself, quote, the Washington football team, pending adoption of a new name. Now, I've heard of unemployed people being between jobs. I've heard of people who are moving, uh, being between houses. I've even heard of people of faith being between blessings. But I've never in my life heard of a football team being between names. All those executives up there making all that money, none of y'all could think of anything better to do in the meantime. Okay? Y'all didn't have any better entertainment for the halftime show. In fact, during this intermission, we didn't even need a performance. We could have just went to get snacks. Okay? Y'all couldn't think of nothing better? I understand Redskins is offensive. Okay, I'm glad they're changing the name, but bruh, they have been the Redskins since 1933. In fact, they were the Boston Redskins, and then when the franchise moved to D.C. in 1937, they became the Washington Redskins. So 83 years, 83 years you have unapolog unapologetically been the Redskins, ignoring everyone who said that name was offensive, but now all of a sudden it's such an immediate need to change it that you just decided to be Washington football team. Only person who ever changed their name to nothing was Prince. But at least Prince had an interesting symbol. Y'all could have done that. Okay, y'all could have said y'all the Washington football team and then gave the world a great logo. That could have worked for the moment. I would have rather seen that in the meantime, okay, than what y'all did, which is nothing. I'm also not mad at the simplicity. Sometimes we complicate things by giving it these extravagant names, but you can't just you know, be Washington football team. You have to add a the. So Washington, the football team, like Chance, the rapper, or Benny, the butcher, Tyler, the creator, the changes things. Chance rapper, Benny butcher, Tyler creator, right? Eh, okay. Washington football team. That all sounds stupid. But when you add a the, Washington, the football team, that sounds kind of hard. Now we might have something, okay? Redskins have a lot of fans out there, all right? That, that DMV area reps hard for their squad. Taraji P. Henson, Kevin Durant, Wale, Dale Earnhardt Jr., they love their Redskins, and they deserve better than this. And furthermore, the name should be a no-brainer, okay? You've been offending indigenous people all these years, offending Native Americans all these years, Sit down with some Native Americans and come up with something that they all find empowering. And boom, you got your name. It's really just that simple. How is it so easy for y'all to systemically offend, but you cannot systemically uplift? And I don't think you understand the impact that this no name change has on black and brown people. All right. There is a comedian named Donnell Rollins. You may have heard of him. Ashy Larry. Okay. You know Ashy Larry, right? 
whenever there is a comedy show and it's like Monique and Friends, Dave Chappelle and Friends, he's always one of the friends. Yes, that guy, right? Funny individual. Brings a lot of joy into people's lives. And currently, he is miserable. All right? More miserable than usual. Sick over Washington football team okay when you script the team's identity when you script their name you script the identity of the fans they feel nameless they feel lost okay what are they supposed to do with years and years of merchandise and in dc you have to be specific about what football team you're talking about because like i told y'all earlier they have 22 flag football teams that play under the dc gay flag football league so right now brothers like donnell rawlings are not okay okay they're sick Literally, in fact, a welfare check had to be done on Donnell Rollins because of this no name change. Okay, a brother who had to perform the welfare check called up and told us what happened when he had to do a welfare check on Donnell Rollins due to Washington's no name change. Okay, listen. I was in the hotel and um, so we had to do a welfare check. So I go in the room and I turn the corner and he's laying butt naked in the middle of the bed in a fetal position. So at I this go, point, did you know I it was Donnell the, Rollins? Yeah, I knew. So that after that, I smacked the side of the wall. I'm like, bam, I start smacking the wall. All of a sudden, he wakes up. He's like, oh, my God. Wow. Pray for our brother Donnell. Pray for, pray for brother Ashy Cheeks. Pray for all Washington fans. You know, <clears throat> um, once again, Washington football team, sit with some Native Americans. All right, same way you use the slur that offended Native Americans all these years, find a name that empowers Native Americans, indigenous people. And if you don't want to do Native Americans, just find a name that uplifts and empowers a marginalized community. All right, D.C. was known as Chocolate City. All right, they're still known as Chocolate City. Okay, so maybe name it something that empowers black people. But literally, all you culturally clueless executives who work for that franchise, your mindset should be, we offended for 83 years with Redskins. Let's uplift and empower with the next name. Simpo! Please give the Washington football team the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. Yes, man, and please, man, pray for Donnell Rollins. Uh, uh, today, let's 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 do hashtag pray for ashy cheeks. Hashtag let's, let's pray for ashy cheeks. I mean, just we want to send some positive vibes, you know. Okay. So go to Donnell Rollins on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's not really active on Twitter. So at Donnell Rollins on Instagram and, you know, just, just go into whatever his latest pictures are, the pictures he posts all day and just put hashtag pray for ashy cheeks. You know what I mean? Brother, we had to, they had to do a welfare check on our brother because of this name change. Some people take this, take this, this these name changes seriously, man. All right. All right. Well, we come. Seven years old. Been, we've been a Redskins fan for a long time. He sure has. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. That's right. And please pray for Ashy Cheeks, man. All right. We got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. 
Now, if you just join us, we're talking about NBA Youngboy. Now, uh, fill people in. What happened to you? Well, apparently there was an incident at NBA Youngboy's house and his girlfriend, Ayanna Mayweather, who is Floyd Mayweather's daughter, was arrested for stabbing the mother of his child. And so then reports came out and somebody on Gossip in the City, they said that uh, Youngboy was fully cooperating with authorities in the matter. Even though Kodak Black is in jail, he got wind of this and, uh, you know, he said on social media, the hell they mean, fully cooperated. And they didn't say a little piece. They said fully. Anyway, that word ain't even supposed to be attached to your name. And then NBA Youngboy and Kodak Black had a back and forth with NBA Youngboy saying this on his Instagram live. Oh, what you stupid bitch? About my wife? Huh? You talking about my wife? Inside inside my house that I paid for? Now her bitch ass daddy, huh? And now her bitch ass daddy? I ain't never accepted not one thing from her in my life. Why? Cause y'all be playing with me like I need a girl for something. Nah, I give her anything she ever asked me for. I ain't never asked her for nothing. She bought me two pairs of shoes. I ain't think I ever wore a pair of them bitches, but but with them black Chanel shoes. So the question is 800-585-1051. Now your daughter boyfriend call you a bitch ass N-word. What you doing? Mm. That is the question. Now let, let's start with I, Yee. Cause Yee, Yee had a good point. Yeah. Yes, I am a daughter, and I remember times in my life when I was very rebellious toward my parents, and it didn't matter what they said or did, didn't matter what kind of conversations they tried to have with me, it didn't matter. I definitely was always taking my boyfriend's side, and actually, that's why I had to move out of my house at a young age, because I was not trying to listen to anything they had to really? say once I was in college. And sometimes it's it's not bad parenting necessarily. It's just a rebellious thing that, you know, daughters do. The more your parents try to tell you to stay away from somebody, the more you want to be with that person. Maybe I'm yeah, naive. But I, think, I just don't, I don't it, see that with my daughters. I, I, maybe I'm naive. We just got a great relationship. I just woke my daughter up for class. Like, we have a relationship where I can't see... Any other human being, not even just a boyfriend, any human being calling her daddy a, a bitch ass in and her letting that slide. Well, now, nobody's ever done that. But well, that's what know, I'm saying. And how, what you're talking about. I don't what, know how I would have reacted, but I, they definitely have told me to leave a person alone that wasn't good for me. They were absolutely right about it. And I, I, think, I was like, I, no. I think he is talking about two different things. This is just between being rebellious and disrespect. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And the thing about this, the thing about this situation to me, it's a lot, it gotta be a lot of pillow talking going on. And the reason the NBA young boy doesn't respect Floyd Mayweather is because clearly she doesn't respect Floyd Mayweather. It's something that she's saying to him and relaying to him that makes him feel comfortable to be able to say that. You know what I'm saying? And that really I mean, broke my public, heart because in the public, it looked like they had a good relationship prior to this, though. They were together a lot. He bought her two cars on her 14th birthday, bought her that $5 million ring. She was always yeah, posting that money pictures with her nothing. dad. That, so that I don't know where nothing. all that... But she was always listen, posting listen, great listen, pictures with listen, him, so... Listen to, listen to what you just said, G. And, I, and listen, I don't know their relationship at all. Correct. I'm just saying that it's, it sounds to me like you can't buy you can't your buy child's love. love. No way. You know or respect. Or respect. You can't do it. Or respect. And, 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 but and she I, did I got post three pictures... I, I'm, I'm just saying, saying I she posted very positive things with her father prior to this. It wasn't like it seemed like they had issues. I, I don't. So know. So we don't know. I, I just know that. Yeah. I just know having three daughters, and you know, knowing that there's nothing like the love of your daughter to to, to receive the opposite of that. Man, that's gotta hurt. Nah, man. I can't. I can't it, even, it's gotta I can't hurt. For I can't even see it. Now let me ask you. Now what would you do in that situation? That's the question. Now what do you do if it does happen? What do you do? I mean, you're Florida. To be honest, what can you do? I, I mean. I would be more concerned that I lost my little girl to the streets. You know what I'm saying? And I've made, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and I've tried to put her in a position 
to really, really, really win in life and not to be on Instagram live videos with NBA young boy looking like she's from Orlando. No disrespect to the women in Orlando, what but we've seen those kind of yeah, we've seen those kind of colors. We've seen those kind of we see those kind of colored wigs in Orlando all the time. Salute to Orlando. You love love you, Florida. It, now, you Tell know, you the, the only thing is I would have to pull up because I'd have to have a conversation. You're not going to disrespect me and disrespect my daughter. I'd have to make sure my daughter looked okay because she did look a little frazzled in the background. I would have to make sure the safety of my daughter was okay. Are <laughs> you saying frazzled? That's your little frazzled. I mean, she frazzled. just had went to jail for stabbing somebody. I didn't say that. By the way, didn't. I just that's the other. Frazzled. I mean, By the way, that's, that's the, other. the more alarming part. No, that, all of it is alarming because clearly this young man is making her do things that 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 don't look like my little girl. That's not right. the little girl I raised. I would think that's what that's, that's what I, I, I got to check up on. I got to make sure she eye right, because it does something doesn't seem right. You know, well, listen, let's I will say, to- though, hmm? NBA, NBA young boy is my favorite to watch from afar. I, I don't want to be around him. Don't want to be in the same building as him. But I love watching that wild Negro on the digital safari. That is Instagram. He is entertaining. Oh my goodness! I, I just, and they be on him so bad, for so the wrong bad. Sometimes though, man, because you know the kids love his music. I just want them to continue to love his music and not love some of those annex. But let's go to the and he got lines. herpes. He's normalizing yeah. herpes, man. What, what he raps about what, herpes. What does that he gotta ra- do with it? Listen, he raps about herpes and he still sleeps with all these girls and they are still embracing him with open arms. The, 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 hey, man, uh, he's the new two. He's the new toxic king. Move over, yes. future. Hello, who's this? This is Nicolette. Hey, Nicolette, now what would you do if your boyfriend called your daddy a bitch-ass N-word? Well, first and foremost, if that was my daddy, I would have just had to bite that and we wouldn't have to fight it out right then and there. Well, I'm, I'm not going to incite violence. I wouldn't have tried to call him right off the rip, but, you know, I would have told him, hey, hold on, we're going to have to cut that eye because you, you can't be calling my daddy B-words and none of that. I don't care what me and my daddy go through. You are not going to embarrass my father out here, especially if my father's a celebrity, a high-profile celebrity at that. No way. No well, way. clearly she don't have respect for him. Huh? I said clearly she don't have respect for her daddy. That doesn't have to mean that. No, I mean, she might be scared of him. Seen the video. I seen the video last night, and she just kind of sat there looking stupid. And I felt bad. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Her daddy is going to thrash her after this video is done. I hope mm, that's mm, not mm, the case. Mm. Lord, no, she's yeah, she, better for her daddy, man. She had just went through a lot, though, y'all. She got arrested, just got out. She stabbed somebody. I mean, she probably wasn't even in her right mind at that moment. Just woke up. Or she could yeah, be she scared. Went through, she, 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 she could be scared. She might not want to say something because maybe she's scared. Uh, also, it's kind of crazy to say she went through a lot. What about the person she stabbed? I'm just saying. I mean, we're talking about her not responding, and I'm thinking that she probably has a lot going on in her head. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. What would you do if uh, your daughter's boyfriend called you a bitch-ass N? And ladies, if you were that girl, if you were the daughter in that situation, what would you do? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know in Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about NBA Young Boy. Explain to the people what happened over the weekend, Yee. Yeah, so Floyd Mayweather's daughter, Ayanna Mayweather, has been dating NBA Youngboy. Maybe they're engaged because they refer to each other as fiancés. And Ayanna ended up getting arrested after stabbing a woman who was NBA Youngboy's baby mom at the house. 
And after she came home, you know, NBA Youngboy was going back and forth with Kodak Black because on Gossip in the City, they said that he cooperated fully with authorities and he did not like that Kodak Black was going in on him for that. And here's how NBA Youngboy responded to Kodak. I cooperated. Oh, what, you stupid bitch? About, 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 about my wife? Huh? You talking about my wife? Inside, inside my house that I paid for? Now her ass daddy and Huh? And now her ass daddy? I ain't never accepted not one thing from her in my life. Why? Because y'all be playing with me. Like I need a girl for something. Nah, I give her anything she ever asked me for. I ain't never asked her for nothing. She bought me two pairs of shoes. I ain't think I ever wore a pair of them bitches, but... But with them black Chanel shoes? I'm not going to lie, man. That really hurt my feelings, man, because I'm, I'm a father. And, and it just seems like, you know, he lost his little girl to the streets. And, and it's like when you got all the money Floyd Mayweather has made, it just kind of shows you that money doesn't matter when it comes to your kids. Like, you got to give them love, you got to give them time, and you got to give them respect. And you hope that respect will be reciprocated because in this case, it doesn't seem like it was at all. And I couldn't imagine any of my daughters co-signing something like that. Nah, not at all. And money means nothing when it comes to your your, your children's relationship. They don't care about no nope. cars or no jewelry or no clothes. They care about the love. And that's one thing I would say that the best thing about this quarantine is I get to spend a lot more time with my, my sons and daughters here. Like, I really enjoy the time. I'm really getting into their work. I'm really getting into who they are as a person. Like, we're spending time, and I love that. But let's go to the... Now, can you guys, imagine your daughter... On. One, one more thing I want to say, though. Let's keep it real, though. You see a lot of good girls with bad guys all the time. Like, the... That's the, quote, stereotypical thing that happens. It doesn't even matter, like, how sometimes you raise your daughter, you teach them the right thing, they go to the right schools, they have money, they're raised right. Sometimes there's just nothing you could do about it. I think, I, think we keep, I, th I think we keep missing the point, though. It's not the fact that she's with a bad guy. It's the fact that she let that bad guy disrespect her daddy Correct. In that way, like you can Correct. be with a bad guy, but the but, but disrespect and not like even crazy. and not even saying that. But what I'm saying is, sometimes you just get so blinded by the person that you're with that no matter what they say or do, and no matter how much you rebel against your parents even more when they try to tell you he's not right for you, stay away from him, and makes you take that person's side even more. Yeah, but not. To I think it's something though. not to disrespect. Yeah, and like, I, th I yeah, you and can, I think you can take the side, but not disrespect. And I think it's something that's making NBA young boy feel comfortable disrespecting her daddy and I think that something is actually her but that's just you know well let's go to the phone lines hello who's this yo man it's S.A. man from Glen Cove Long Island man what's going on man Long Island what's popping now we're asking what would you do if your daughter's boyfriend called you a, a bitch A.N. hey yo listen man I'm saying like this being a father of seven man I got four girls and three boys <laughs> you know what I mean ranging from the ages of 25 and my youngest being seven you know what I mean and um, alright super firm I put in, yeah, yeah, super strong. You can say that. You can say that. I put in a lot of work, man. You know what I mean? I put in a lot of work with my kids, man. You know what I mean? My boys went to St. Dominic's High School. You know what I mean? That's a private school. You know what I mean? My daughter's on the honor roll. My daughter just gave the speech at her graduation last year, man. You know what I mean? I put in work. But bro, once, what would you do, bro? What would you do? This new generation, man, you got to understand. You, this new generation, they on their own ways, man. They going to do what they want to do, man. You can't blame mm -hmm. boys for that. I'm not going to blame you for that either. What I would do is, what I would do is, talk to my daughter, see where her mind is at, try to get her right, and, and, and try to leave, alleviate the situation and get away from that, man. Because, you know what I mean? This boy can't put his future at risk because of that. Come on, man. Now we can't do that. Now, I agree with you. Uh, if I was Floyd Mayweather, none of my energy would go to NBA Youngboy. All my energy would go to my daughter. 
I know, I'm trying to see what the disconnect you gotta, is. You got to have a conversation with that young man, too, because you got to see what his especially with you don't know. Him, him being around your daughter, because you don't know what his mental is. You just want to make sure your daughter's safe. So I would have to have a conversation. But thank you for your call, brother. Hello, who's this? This is D. D, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? Okay, well, I feel like this. Like, if you look at it, her mama probably was allowing this to happen with Floyd because they come from nothing. So... She's seeing this. Anybody who's seeing this, they're going to be like, okay, well, my parents accepted this. They still love each other. Maybe I can accept this. This is my first love or something. And any, I feel like anything a parent do in front of their kids, they don't want their kids to do it, but they're going to do it. Whether you believe it or not, and your kids is never going to be who you want them to be. They're going to be who they want to be. So if I was Floyd, I'd be like, all right, well, since you want to be with him, you go be with him. Don't ask me for nothing. Don't come to me for nothing. Sit in jail. Let him bail you out. You do what you do. And when you're done with him, then we can build our relationship again. Right. By the way, she's not that old. Okay. I mean, Floyd Mayweather has been rich probably her whole life. How old is she? She's like 19. Yeah, yes, I'm saying. Floyd been, Floyd been rich her whole life. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. And that could be true, too. It could, it could be things that she's seen and maybe she's accepted in that relationship. But I knew, I do know Floyd loves his kids. And, and like Angelie said, it could be one of the things where she's with the boyfriend. But, like I said, she looked frazzled. She she looked a little nervous and scared. She didn't seem like she knew what was going on. So that's why I would have she all I know up, is conversation. <laughs> when I'm Floyd Mayweather, I am in fu- I'm furious for so many reasons, but I'm very upset because I make too much money for you to be in bed with NBA young boy with a raggy lace front. That that's we got to have a conversation. Oh, shut up! And then uh, you know the stylist posted a picture of the wig and said and showed the wig <laughs> look all nice and late. I don't know if you see that. I don't know it's why. It's so I crazy what people but, be thinking about. I saw that. Yeah, but and it was nice. Like it, this looked, girl, it looked it looked good. But she just got into a fight. Went, like what do you expect? She went to jail for stabbing somebody this weekend, and that's what's on your mind. First, how your work look? Let me show y'all. I, this lace front was laid when I first put it in. My well, goodness. too many people were making jokes about that. I guess the person was like, I don't want my work to be misrepresented. Well, let's go to she the phone like, lines. We'll take she didn't look we'll like take, she was from Orlando. We'll take some, what's wrong with people from Orlando in their hair, man? What's wrong? What's your <laughs> I love Orlando. Call you, man. 800-58. What, Koya got wear, uh, pink wigs? How many color lace fronts, Koya? Be honest. How many color None. lace fronts she got? You? Be honest. I've never seen her with one. <laughs> Koya, what Koya, up? always be looking amazing. 800-585-1051. We'll take some more calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about NBA Youngboy. Uh, what explain to the people what happened went, went over the, uh, happened over the weekend, yeah? Yes, so Ayanna Mayweather, who's Floyd Mayweather's daughter and also NBA Youngboy's, quote, fiancé, she was arrested for stabbing NBA Youngboy's baby mother. Well, Kodak Black then took it upon himself to comment on Gossip of the City. They put up a blog post saying that NBA Youngboy was fully cooperating with authorities and NBA Youngboy then blasted back at Kodak Black saying this. I cooperated. Oh, what, you stupid bitch? About my wife? Huh? You talking about my wife? Inside inside my house that I paid for? Now her bitch ass daddy, Huh? And now her bitch ass daddy? I ain't never accepted not one thing from her in my life. Why? Because y'all be playing with me. Like I need a girl for something. Nah, I give her anything she ever asked me for. I ain't never asked her for nothing. She bought me two pair of shoes. I ain't think I ever wore a pair of them bitches, but, but with them black Chanel shoes. So we're asking 800-585-1051. What would you do if your daughter's boyfriend called you a bitch A-N? All right, hello, who's this? It's Brandon. 
Brandon, now what would you do if your daughter's boyfriend called you a bunch of nasty negative names, man? Well, first of all, he talking to me. He ain't talking to mm-hmm. her. So, you know, I had to handle that situation. I think I had to take a hammer to the bottom of the jaw. Goodness gracious. Okay, Floyd can't do that because he's no, a boxer, so he'll probably go to jail, and it's not worth it. I mean, he can. Fighting NBA I mean, young it's not worth it. It's not worth it, but you can do it if you want But he's talking to me, though. I'm a, still, I'm a person that chooses violence over anything. This is not the right conversation. Well, I'm, I'm not, listen, I'm not, listen, so, some fathers will feel like that. You're talking about people, everything. You're talking yeah, about I mean, people, little girl, man. I get it, too, because yeah, I'm going to have a conversation I, with that I young got, man. Yeah, I got four daughters, so... I had my daughter rebellious, you know. I had to have a conversation with one of the dudes. So, you know, some people understand voices. Other people understand hands on hands. You had to put hands on one of your girls? Did that that make your daughter leave him alone? Oh, yeah. She she good now. She on the straight and narrow now. Mm -hmm. Did you beat his ass? Oh, twisted him up. Let me ask you a question, Charlemagne. I mean, you don't don't seem like you had all your marbles early on. Did, um... Yeah, I've never been on no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, it's, it's levels to this niggotry. I ain't never been NBA young boy level. Oh, I'm gonna tell you that far. right okay. now. I ain't I never been that far. Okay. It's levels to this niggotry. <laughs> All right, let's go to one more caller. Hello, who's this? Yo, what up? What's good with it, man? What up, bro? What's your name? Yo, my name's Spectre, man. What's the word? My, you talking mad close yeah. to your phone? Back, just back up a little bit so we can hear you, brother. I know. Now, what man, would you What would you do if your yeah. daughter's boyfriend did that, man? Yo, first of all, man, I have to smack the shit out of my daughter. What? Because, yeah, yeah man, because you ain't going to let me just play. Uh, I got to have a human now. But for real, I'll have to check my daughter and find out how she let somebody else disrespect me in any type of manner like that. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, I wouldn't advise slapping your daughter. I don't think that that I don't nah, think that that's gonna work. That's gonna push your daughter further away, bro. I don't even, look, let me tell you something. I don't even hit my daughters, man, because I got a thing about yeah, you girls. can't. I don't want no man to feel like it's okay to hit my girls, and I don't even hit my girls. I got two. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even put my hands on them. You know what I mean? All right. So I would dance her so and not allow anybody else to put their hands on her, man. I was just playing it. But on some real though, but like, nah, I'm going to have to find out what's going on and check that, yo. Like, All right. if, you, if you feel you're comfortable enough to talk to me in that type of manner, then what is it that you say to this man that allows this man to feel comfortable to say that out his Word mouth? up. Right. You know, Word right. up. Right. So, but yo, but also before I bounce, man, I do want to say big up, man, to all those people out here that's picking up trash still. I got yes. to go get it to all those single moms and single dads that can't stop, man. Even much as you want to, you still got to go out here and get this, yo. And if we stop, I do appreciate our sanitation workers, workers especially at a time like this, man. Right. Still working. Well, thank you, brother. You know, that brother made me think of something, man. Like, you know, I've been with my wife since 1998, and, you know, there was definitely a point where her father, you know, didn't want her around me because of the things mm-hmm. that I was into. But, um... I'd never even even but no, but even knowing that information, I never would disrespect her daddy because I understood how much she respected her father. So I would that I would never even think to call her daddy what NBA young boy called well, Floyd May, Floyd May. Not Warren. only that, I, I'm sure like even with my parents, my parents raised me in a way where I speak to elderly or older people, I should say. Absolutely. No what, I, I was taught to say, yes, sir. Okay, sir. Even if it was things got disrespectful, Absolutely. they taught me what to say and how to react. You know, so it's just a different level of how you were raised. So what's the moral yeah, of the story, to me, guys? I mean, to me, just to answer your question, I just, I just don't think it's about NBA young boy. If I'm Floyd, if if I'm Floyd, it's about my daughter. And if I was Floyd, I would be talking to my daughter to see where the disconnect is between us. That's what I would be trying to fix. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, ye. 
Yes, we are going to be talking about Joe Exotic, Tiger King, and there's some more coming on Netflix. I think this was totally unanticipated, but with the success of Tiger King, now there's some more coming for you. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about Sherry Shepard. Now, she was on the show earlier, and this is what she was talking about, dating a guy with a hoopty. What if he pulled up in a hoopty? Would that matter? You can hoopty on out of here. Because here's the problem. I'm not putting you down if you got a hoopty. You're working your way there. But you're going to have a problem as a man if you're, tr- you're trying to keep up with me. So now I'm, I got to come down here. What add value are you going to add to this relationship? Because I know what I'm bringing. Our levels are going to be different. And what's ultimately going to end up happening is you may feel affected as a man. So we're asking 800-585-1051, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Angela Yee. I mean, I have what I want to now. I'll be like, let's just drive my car. And I understand, though, if you live in certain places, like if you live in L.A., if you live in Detroit, if you live in Atlanta, you have to drive all the time. So I think then a car is more relevant in New York, not as much. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's like anything else. Like, I mean, there's people that have a lot of money that are not in the cars. Uh, there are people that have a lot of money that are not into clothes. You know, people do what they want with their money. It doesn't mean that they're broke. It just means that they, you know, look at things differently. I, I mean, I'm different. I like my clothes. I like my cars. Yeah, you can't I, talk. <laughs> I can't. But, you know, I started with a 1986 Honda Accord with, with you know, with yeah, but windows. I think and, she's and, talking about at her age now where she's been through a lot. She's been married. She's been supporting, you know, husbands and all of that. So now she's decided I've been through that. I want what I want. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Lorenzo. Hey, Lorenzo, Lorenzo. would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Yeah, I drive a hoopty right now. I'm a married man. When I met my <laughs> wife, I drove a hoopty. But we own rental properties. We got a nice house that we're proud of, and it's not an issue. It's not about what you're Now, you now I'll slow down. There you go. What kind of car do you drive? Because I want to know your definition of a hoopty, because Envy's definition was all off. Okay, I drive a 2003 Ford Focus right now. Okay, yeah. That's a hoopty. <laughs> that, 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 you win. You, you win. Shut you right up, ye. That that is now, a hoopty. Why don't you? Why don't you get a newer car? I'm just curious. It's just not important to me. I'm more worried about getting more rental properties. I'm more there worried about keeping my wife happy and uh, leaving my kids something when I'm gone. That's my focus. There you go. That's my Ford focus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. So I'm I've always. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Angie, I'm kind of like your dad. You said he always drove a hoopty. I just never really felt comfortable always. in a nice car, to be honest. This would always drive. Really? Would, would you like it if, like, you know, maybe your wife surprised you and bought you a new car? Would that be dope? Nah, she better get, no, get us another property. There you go. You know, Because <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie, though. Sometimes them cars get old, and then you end up spending so much money fixing things. You might as well just get a new car. Nah, get your old hoopty, put liability on it, and you're good. Now, how much is a new? Car. He ain't even got How much is a new Ford Focus? Let me see. How much does that run? No, boy, why are you laughing? Y'all laughing at my car? She laughing at your car. No, I was just trying to see what the. Don't let her laugh at your car. This is a wagon. Let's see how much can we get for that. Okay. Don't you Ford Focus? You might get. You might get like three thousand dollars for it. How many miles it got on it? Uh, got like a hundred ninety. Oh wow! Oh no, you're not gonna get three thousand. Yeah, you're gonna get about. But you're going to get about $900. dollars <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's a, that's a full focus, brother. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, but uh, Sharon was wrong, though. She was talking about how she bringing a man up and he can't go where she can go. Men do that with women all the time. But that women expect it. And that's the difference. They expect for okay. a man to take them places they couldn't go and things like that. So it, it's, uh, it depends. Like, oh, no, no, let's not generalize. There's a lot of places I can go. That I, you know, I'm not. I, Eats, I can man. take myself a lot of places, so you know, I get it. And she can take herself a lot of places. So I think her point was, I can do these things, and if he can't do them, then it might hurt his own ego. I just want to give you a lot of props for having that Ford Focus with two hundred thousand miles, brother. You, 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 <laughs> you stay clean out there, man. Hello, who's this? This is Celia. Hey, Celia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're asking, would you date a guy that drives a hoopty? Well, in my younger days, it wouldn't have been a deal breaker, but I'm in my mid-30s, right. and I think that if you don't have, uh, if your life choices haven't led you to at least have a reliable vehicle in your mid-30s, then we'll probably butt heads. What if it's a reliable hoopty? I still think, you know, it should be it should be something up to date and nice. I, I think a hoopty doesn't go hand in hand with reliable. Hoopty to me is like it's run down. It's not up to par. You probably have problems with it. It's not, you know, it's not right. something that if you're in your mid-30s that you should be, you know, you should have something nice and reliable. I agree with you. And I, I agree that when you're younger, things like that don't matter because we all struggling trying to make it. But when you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, I don't want to have, like, struggle love anymore. Right. And I understand things happen, but, like, I don't want to have to weed through, like, okay, are you just going through something or is this just who you are? Are you just a person that doesn't make good decisions, you know? At least at least come with a reliable, up-to-date vehicle. And then he's like, oh, my car broke down. Can I use your car to get to work? Then you dropping yeah, him I off have, at work. I have seven children. Seven children? I don't need eight. Then you <laughs> How do you fit all those kids in the car? She got a minivan. I minivan can't sit. <laughs> minivan can't sit eight. She got the third I row. So much, I can't even believe I'm talking to you. I even with a third that. row, what kind of car do you got that seats eight? I have a a, a Chrysler, um, a Dodge, or what is it? A Chrysler uh, Town. You don't even know what she has. <laughs> I know. Chrysler I know. I'm Town and Country. There's no way in hell you get all seven kids in that one yes, car. Yes, you can. No, Look, you can. three in the middle, three in the back, one in the front. Yeah. And I have teenagers, and and sometimes I have my kids and a couple of their friends. They squeeze in, and we make it happen. Lap it up, baby. Goodness gracious. Exactly. <laughs> so wait, who gets the ride shotgun? They all fight over it. So I don't just let my oldest get the shotgun because she's the oldest. If my five-year-old calls it first, then that's who, who gets it. Now, let's be honest. We have daily fights and sometimes fist fights over the front <laughs> seat. Make when your husband's in the car with you, one of the kids got to sit I'm on the floor. Mom. Oh, yeah. How are you going to assume that she's a single mom raising seven amazing kids? One of them got to sit on the floor. Don't lie. Have a car. You got to at least have an up to date car because I'm doing seven by myself. So I, I know if, you, you're, if you're just you, then you can have a, a decent car. It doesn't if have I date to be you, foreign or anything. I got to have a tractor trailer if I date you with those damn kids. <laughs> Jeez. Not all women with children are liabilities and not all women with less or no children are assets. That's a fact. No. I just got to get all the kids in the car. Fact. How y'all going to come to my house for Christmas? We got to get a tractor trailer to get everybody there. Jeez. She's like, look, I raised... We're the whole party. You know, you don't have to send out a bunch of invitations. Right. Just invite me. We're so the for the party. pandemic, <laughs> you were straight because you had your seven kids and they had things to do. They were playing with each other the Ooh, whole time. I'm, I have I'm a so great straight. idea for a, a business for you. You know how they have like people that you could hire if you don't have a lot of friends. If there's people whose kids don't have a lot of friends, they could just call you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you gonna bring seven over? You bring all the kids the and then you just charge them. Yeah, and it's a party. So it's like the wedding singer, but it's like the friend. Right the friend for the kids. Well, God bless you, Mama. I want more kids. I want 10 kids. My wife's not trying to have it. I'm trying to have more, 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 more kids. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is we don't want no scrubs. That's what it's sounding like. Now, I understand the diamond and the rough thing. I think when we're younger and we're not in that space and we're all trying to come up together, it means a lot. And there are some women who are okay with, you know, that. And we did speak to a man who actually has a lot of properties and cars aren't important to him. But I do think you know, we don't want to be having to pick you up on the side of the road because your car broke down. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to ask, having to ask us to drive our car because your car broke down. You can't get to work. So I think as long as you have something decent that works, then, you know, it could work out. But certain people like a Sherry Shepard, she's just not with it. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, um, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. You got a positive note? Yes, man. I want to tell everybody out there, uh, you can't live a positive life with a negative mind. I want you to sit back and think about this. Uh, think about making your life a masterpiece. Okay? Imagine no limitations on what you can be, have, or do. Breakfast club, bitches. Are y'all finished or y'all done? 